Available at farmnewsnow.com or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Agriculture through a modern lens. This is the AgriPod with Alice McFarland. On this episode, a popular agricultural trade show in Saskatchewan returned after a pandemic break. And farmers, as well as the industry, welcomed the opportunity to meet face-to-face again. Scott Lesmeister is the Western Regional Sales Manager for Brandt Agricultural Products, and he's going to share what he's hearing from farmers who are preparing for spring seeding. And Farm Credit Canada economists have created a top five list of trends to watch for in 2022. And J.P. Gervais says the possibility of increasing interest rates will be a major concern for producers. After the break, Scott Lesmeister. Digging into the topics that matter to you. The AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. The Western Canadian Crop Production Show was really the first opportunity in a couple of years for farmers to meet and greet and check out steel at an agricultural trade show. Over that time, companies have been developing new lines of equipment. Brandt Agricultural Products unveiled its high-performance tillage product, and Scott Lesmeister is Brandt's regional sales manager for Western Canada. It's a very versatile machine, and uh, it's very configurable. We've got uh, seven different sizes that you can get it in from 16 feet right up to uh, 45 feet. The one we have at the show here is actually a 21-foot prototype, and uh, probably on the smaller side of what you'd see here in Western Canada, but uh, it can be configured in in a number of different ways. We've got two different disc sizes, 20-inch or 22-inch, and three different disc types you can get the U-notch, the fluted, and the smooth disc, and each one does a little different job, and it just allows you to tailor the machine to a specific application. We've got our 1345 U-trough auger, which is garnering a fair bit of interest. Uh, that's reasonably new to Brandt as well, and also a 1552 field belt conveyor. A new grain cart that we have, uh, it's a new dual auger series cart that we're introducing. It's a replacement for our DXR line, so it's a new DXT grain cart available up to 2,500 bushels, uh, really designed for that top-level high-acreage producer. And Brandt made a very large acquisition last year, purchasing service equipment. And this puts Brandt with 120 full-service equipment dealerships in Canada, Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, I think uh, the purchase or acquisition of service definitely um, put everybody on notice. Brandt is an extremely dynamic company and there's no sign of any slowdown of any type. So. It'll be an interesting another year or so as we incorporate the service retail stores into the Brandt family. And having an opportunity to meet people face-to-face, Les Meister says that farmers uh, are ready for spring, even after a tough growing season last year. You know, surprisingly, considering the drought that we had in a lot of areas of Western Canada, farmers have maintained a pretty high level of optimism. It's funny, I've been coming to farm shows for decades, actually, and the crop production show has always been sort of a bellwether for what the Western Canadian market is going to be like in the coming year. 
And uh, from what I've seen so far, the optimism is is pretty high among farmers. Crop prices, commodity prices definitely are staying strong, and that's a big part of it. And, you know, I think crop insurance filled uh, some pretty good gaps this year. So I think guys are looking forward to next year, hoping for some better weather, but with pretty high level of optimism, I would say. Kind of a unique position for farmers to be in. They can basically put whatever rotation they want and everything looks like it's going to pencil out to hopefully make money in the coming year. It's good good news for us. Uh, when farmers have money, they, they spend it, and uh, that's that's what we need. And I think it's good news not only for, for us as an ag manufacturer, but it's good news for everybody in Saskatchewan and everybody in Western Canada. And I think that's something that uh, sometimes gets forgotten about is how critical the ag industry actually is to our economy here in Saskatchewan and, and in Western Canada. Scott Lesmeister is the Western Canada Regional Sales Manager for Brent Agricultural Products, and he was part of the Western Canadian Crop Production Show in Saskatoon, which was back this year. After the break, Farm Credit Canada and its five trends to watch for in 2022. Digging into the topics that matter to you. The AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. Farm Credit Canada is advising farmers to watch for five key trends this year. J.P. Gervais is FCC's chief agricultural economist. J.P., let's go through those key trends, and I guess interest rates will likely be high on that list. I would just look at two number one topics, actually. Uh, I would say number one is inflation, right? And the reason why we think about inflation is because of higher interest rates or the possibility to see higher interest rates. Currently, financial markets are expecting an increase in the policy rate at the Bank of Canada of 1.25%. That's roughly five increases of 25 basis points between now and the end of 2022. So I think it's fair to say that short-term interest rates are going to climb. Now, the good news then that if you look at long-term interest rates, right, if you think of a mortgage, a five-year mortgage, fixed-rate mortgage, um, you're looking at rates that are roughly in line with what rates were prior to the pandemic. So it's not too late for an operation to assess where they're at, assess what kind of risk they're exposed to if they're, you know, having their using short-term rates within their loan portfolio and maybe do a little bit of repricing and see what kind of options are available for them to lock in some of the rates that they have, right, for the money that they borrow. So I think that's number one. I think inflation pressures are going to continue, so expect higher interest rates in 2022. Uh, Another thing would be, arguably, I said, you know, I said I can think of two number ones. I think labor is a major issue, right? It's nothing new prior to the pandemic. We We had labor shortages, but I think now... Uh, we're, we're, we're really at a point where it's either, you know, we can't find the worker that we need, or if we do have the workers that we need, then perhaps we're faced with paying higher wages, right? And that does an influence and impact on the overall profitability of farm operations. So I think that's the number one thing as well to think about in 2022 is what is the labor strategy for your operation? And, and think of, you know, that the competitiveness associated with it, you know, with regards to if uh, there's possibilities to invest in, you know, automation, robotics, and whatnot, because I I do think that we're going to be dealing with this issue for a while here. This is not going to be resolved even if the pandemic would would end, right? Another issue relates to supply chain bottlenecks that we've experienced in 2021 and 2020. I do think that we're seeing a few signs 
things uh, are probably going to be a little bit easier to work with overall. If you look at global shipping rates, they've been down from the peaks that we were, that we've we've seen in 2021 in the fall of 2021. So I think that's good news. I would say, especially in the second half of 2022, like we got our own internal infrastructure that we have to rebuild in some cases because of the flooding in BC, for example, and so forth. But if you're looking at the second half of 2022, I do expect to be the relief there. Then that would be good news as well, thinking of the 22 crop that we're going to have to market at some point. So, And JP, you have a few more indicators to cover. So let's look at that 2022 crop. I would say a fourth trend to monitor would be the stock to use ratios for the different commodities, right? So in Canada, no secret, our inventories and stocks are really tight. But if you look at the global picture, for some commodities, it's tight, but for some others, it's not as tight, right? So the geopolitical situation is going to have an impact as well on the overall strength of demand for commodities. If you think of conflict between Russia and Ukraine, for example, but uh, and then the overall demand coming out of China as well and the entire the overall relationship between China and the U.S. and so forth. So keep an eye on, on stock-to-use ratios, not only in Canada, but as well as globally. You know, right now, all eyes are on the weather in South America and the uh, evolution of moisture over there and whether or not, you know, the size of the cold that they're going to get. But I'd say overall in 2022, that's a, a really one thing to pay attention to and, and thinking of our marketing strategy and seeing if we have to reassess anything there. And, and finally, I, I, I think um, the strength of the demand for meat is, is really something to think about as well. The pandemic really shifted our food consumption habits. Reopening of the economies have actually led to a surge in the demand for animal proteins. And if we can get fully open the economies across, you know, from coast to coast and sustain that for, for some time, Obviously not knowing exactly what the evolution of the pandemic is going to look like, but nonetheless, if we're able to sustain a reopening of the economy, I do think that's going to be positive for the demand for red meat and and chicken in general. And I do expect that the global demand, the, the, the external demand that we face when it comes to meat is going to remain strong as well. So overall, I think that if we're able to get past this current wave, uh, and get a control on reopening the economy. I do think that this is going to be the benefit of livestock producers. J.P. Gervais is the chief economist with Farm Credit Canada, which has a loan portfolio of more than $41 billion. This is the Agriculture News Roundup for the week of January 10th, 2022. China suspended imports of Canadian beef following the discovery of an atypical case of bovine spongiform encephalopathy on an Alberta farm. The Philippines and South Korea also halted imports of Canadian beef. Unlike the classic BSC strain, atypical BSC poses no health risk to humans and is not transmissible. Canadian Cattlemen's Association Executive Director Dennis Laycraft said he expects that the border closures will be temporary. A market analyst says growers should seriously consider selling if they have any old crop canola remaining, as well as contracting a price on a portion of the 2022 crop. Marlena Borsch with Mercantile Consulting Ventures said old crop prices are well over $20 a bushel and close to $18 for new crop. And she pegged the drought-reduced 2021 canola crop at 13.4 million tonnes. 
Her projection for the coming year is 20.9 million, based on an average yield and a 7% increase in seeded area. However, many are penciling in a lower number, with average yields due to the so-called yield hangover following a drought year. The current president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association has become the vice president of the Global Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. Bob Lowe will serve on the executive committee, which includes over 500 companies, industry leaders and stakeholders from the beef supply chain. Ian McConnell, the director of sustainability for Tyson Foods International Business Unit, has been selected as the president. The number of canola fields in Saskatchewan where club root was identified increased last year. Visible symptoms of club root were identified in five commercial fields during the year, bringing the total to 80 since 2017. The club root pathogen DNA was detected in soil samples from nine fields for a total of 38 fields in the province. In 2021, more than 750 fields and 200 rural municipalities were examined for club root. Results are compiled annually through surveys, reports and samples submitted by producers and agrologists. The Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission and the Winter Cereals Development Commission may soon explore opportunities for a potential amalgamation. The issue was formally presented during Sask Wheat's annual general meeting. It has been a challenge in recent years for winter cereals, with declining winter wheat acreage due in part to later falls. Ag in Motion, Saskatchewan's only outdoor farm show, is getting ready to return to the field in 2022. Show director Rob O'Connor said the show was moved to a digital rollout the past two years because of the pandemic. Ag in Motion will run from July 19th to 21st at its site, northwest of Saskatoon. A 15-year-old Angus cow has given birth to quadruplets. This happened at Borderland Cattle Company near Rock Glen. Glenn Ching said the morning of January 4th, the cow gave birth to a set of twins. On the afternoon of the 7th, she had a third calf. And then early in the evening, about two hours later, she had a fourth calf. That's a pair of heifers and a pair of bull calves born over four days. Well, how did it happen? Well, one set was in an embryonic fluid fed by one placenta. The other set of calves were in a different embryonic sac fed from a different placenta. When the first set came out, the other two were still attached and stayed put for another four days until they were born. The calves weighed in at 64, 60, 70, and 72 pounds. If you like what you've heard, you can rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to subscribe to AgriPod with Alice McFarlane for more weekly episodes. The AgriPod is produced by Colby Heiss with host and CJVR Agriculture Director Alice McFarlane and is a division of the Jim Pattison Broadcast Group. Available wherever you find your favorite podcast and at farmnewsnow.com.